Hey, I'm Anna. I'm Daisy. Welcome to Becoming Mama, our safe space podcast all about navigating parenthood and doing it your way. Enjoy the episode, guys. Hey, guys, welcome back to Becoming Mama, or if this is your first time, then welcome. It's so nice to have you here. This is a completely safe space for parents to come and listen when there is absolutely no judgment. We basically just get a different mum on every single week and have a chat and open up some honest conversations about things around motherhood that we feel aren't talked about enough to hopefully make you feel less alone. So let's get into it and introduce who we have today. We are so excited to talk to this mama and we are very grateful that she's agreed to coming on the podcast. Seeing as she has so much of her own stuff going on with her fitness page and her Instagram lives, as well as looking after her four month old daughter, Aura. So if you haven't guessed already, talking to Ellie Norman. Hello, sorry, Aura just sneezed over that last part. I was wondering what that noise was. She just did a little sneeze, I was like, oh no. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on here. Oh, you're so welcome. What have you guys been up to today? Today we went out for a walk actually. I thought it'd be a good idea to go for a walk because I think we've been in the house for like literally since Christmas. I don't think we've actually left the house in so long. Um, So we went for a walk, but it was like one degrees and I literally regretted it instantly. It was freezing. How did Aura find it? Was she fine? She was, yeah, she was fine. She slept the whole time. But then when we got back, like her hands were really cold. I was like, oh no, she's got really cold hands. um... So cold for babies right now. And every time I take Savannah, my daughter, out for a walk, I regret it within literally two seconds because they're like, cheeks go cold. And you're like, oh my God, why am I even bothering? (laughs) It's also because, like, they don't want to, now they're a bit older, they don't want to stay in the pram. And, like, they just want to be running free. And it's just uh, so cool. I always find it really hard, like, with what to dress her in. So I was going to put her in, like, the baby carrier. But then I thought, like, her little legs would be out and it's really cold. And then it's, like, in the push chair, you don't want to put them in too much because you don't actually know how warm it is in, in there. So I always really struggle with, like, to know. Yeah. No, I feel like I worried about that loads as well when she was really small, you know, and obviously they can't regulate their temperature. Yeah. So you just like have no clue if you're just overdressing them or underdressing them. God knows. And yeah. <laughs> I'm the same, like at bedtime and stuff with the sleeping bags. I'm always like, oh my God, is she too hot? Is she too cold? Like, yeah. It is embarrassing. Do you have one of those grow eggs? I've got one of those grow eggs that tells the temperature. You know what I mean? Those yeah. like little no, I haven't eggs actually. that you I need to get one of those. They just look like a little egg and it has um different colours, so like yellow and then red when it gets hot and then I think it's blue when it's too cold and then it's temperature. And then I just kind of, I go by that, but God knows. (laughs) (laughs) Aura is four months old, right? Yeah, four months. Yeah. How are you finding motherhood so far? Um... Yeah, good. To be fair, the first few weeks I found really hard. What I, I think now looking back, I think what I found the hardest was that I felt a lot of pressure because obviously during my pregnancy, I was, I know like this is not the most important thing, but like I was extremely active on like social media, for example, like I was posting stories, like mm-hmm. doing collabs and like really keeping up with posting. And then once she was here, I kind of like, I don't know, I just felt like I didn't want to like, or I just wanted the time to myself. Do you know what I mean? But I felt a lot of pressure from, like, companies because, obviously, I'd done, like, collabs with them, like, them wanting, like, pictures in, like, of Aura in the clothes and stuff. So I felt a lot of pressure. Like, working on social media and stuff, you should also be able to have some sort of maternity leave. Like, technically, you shouldn't be doing anything right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> literally and that's what I think yeah that's what I think now looking back I think that's what it was because I completely fell out of love with it and I was posting like two times a day when I was pregnant and really using it as a space to talk yeah. and like get advice because obviously I was pregnant in lockdown and um, I was living with my partner Ollie at the time in his flat but obviously it was two men that live there like no female friends there at all in lockdown so I was using it really as a, as a space to like say what I was feeling so I was posting all the time but then as soon as she was here I just was like so overwhelmed I think by everything um but yeah, yeah I was, once I was out of like that first four weeks it's been like amazing but the first four weeks I was just so emotional I was just crying constantly and <laughs> I remember because obviously when I gave birth to Aura I had Ollie here and his mum helping and then they both left at the same time so it was just me oh, suddenly God. alone and I was like oh my gosh because where, do, where does Ollie live so he lives in Surrey which is two hours away from where I live are you Oxford did I or have I just made that up me no <laughs> I'm near Peterborough do you know where that is? Oh my god! <laughs> Oxford. Oh, I, I just picked the city and thought you lived there. <laughs> That's about two hours away, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Somewhere really random, like, um, do you live here? No, I must have just made that up. <laughs> I don't know if Peterborough is, but that must be really hard. Not living together and having that. Um... I, yeah, it's really like difficult because. It's so nice when we're here, like, as a family, but it's hard because, obviously, his work is based mainly in Surrey. All his clientele is there. Um, And, obviously, all my friends and family are here. So when I found out I was pregnant, obviously, I found out quite early on in our relationship. Um, So I was, like, it was, like, can I up and move from my family? It was kind of like I had a month to decide whether I stayed here or up and moved away (laughs) from everyone. Um, and my job obviously as well so it was really like a big decision and I thought if we stayed here obviously I'd have my sister and and my family here as like a base and then we can travel to see him but it is hard because it's just I don't know it's all right now Aura doesn't really understand obviously that her parents don't live together but I'm hoping it's not too long because I don't want her to feel the same as like when he leaves like really upset if you know what I mean yeah Yeah. what were you what was your job? So um, I was doing logistics. Yeah, so working for a company, organising that. And are you on just maternity leave now? And then are you planning on going back? Like, what are you thinking about that down the line? Yeah, see, I'm thinking of going back for two days a week, um, as well as yeah. doing like my fitness stuff, just to start with, because obviously it is like a secure base. And I did enjoy it, to be fair. Like, my work is really lovely. Um, yeah. And I did really like working there. But I've also, I've like always been into fitness, so I feel like it's something that I can work more around aura. Obviously, when I was working before, I worked eight till five, five days a week. So I haven't discussed yeah. with them yet if they wanted me to go back full time or if they would allow part time. Obviously, if they don't allow part time, then I probably won't go back because I don't want to be away from her for that long. I had the exact same thing, five days a week. Did you? Yeah, in PR and I got pregnant really suddenly and it was a complete surprise for me and so when I did I was like oh my god like exact same as you I don't want to go away from my daughter five days a week it feels like such a big you know yeah. difference from when you're so I was terrified about it and I spoke to them and I was like listen like it's just motherhood is so different from what I thought it's so full-on and I love her so much that I can't come back full-time <laughs> so they were really lovely and they took me back three days a week so I do Monday to Wednesday and honestly it's 
best thing. I really would recommend that um, you try it. Yeah, see, that's what I'm hoping. They have been really understanding because I was the same. I fell pregnant only like a year of working there. Um, and so they, they were really understanding. They've been really great and help, helpful as well. So um, I think they will. I think they will let me go back part-time but it's just a matter I don't really want to think about it yet but I know like she's four months already and I'm like how has this happened like everyone said before I had when I was pregnant they were like oh it goes really fast yeah but and now I feel like that's all I'm constantly telling other people yeah, I might enjoy it yeah. but it does so fast <laughs> I know it's scary like one minute she was like two weeks old and now it's four months and I'm like how how has that happened? How? And she's massive as well. She's in like six to nine months close. Yes, she's honestly, I don't know how. Like, because when I was pregnant, so many people were like, oh, I bet she'll be like six pounds. Like, I bet she'll be quite a small yeah. baby. And I was thinking that as well because my bump wasn't big. And then she came out like eight pounds two. Massive. Did she? Yeah. <laughs> how did you actually find out that you were pregnant Ellie was it a surprise or was it yeah a surprise, a surprise. so it was actually like a year ago today um oh, yeah nice. I found out I was pregnant um I well I felt a bit funny I didn't really have any symptoms and I was taking the contraceptive pill which you like overtake you have you don't really have periods and then you have like a little break every six months um I was on that yeah. one and then I took some antibiotics because I had like a bad kidney infection. I think it kind of counteracted the pill. And then obviously I fell pregnant and then I found out, I think I was already eight weeks gone, eight or nine weeks when I found out. Um, And then obviously at the time, because me and Ollie haven't been together long and obviously I'm only 21 as well, I was like, gosh, like what do I do? I was really in two minds. And now I think, I don't know, it sounds silly, but I even feel like guilty now for thinking that I might have not wanted her. Now, do you know what I mean? Like, I know I shouldn't feel guilty about it, but that thought, like, even being in my mind at the time, like, sometimes gets me like, oh, because now she's here and I can see her. Do you know what I mean? Exact same thing. I actually felt pregnant on the pill too. Um, and I, yeah, and I even, I don't think you know this, I didn't find out I was pregnant till I was seven months pregnant. So I literally... <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> that is everyone's reaction. I'm she had a cryptic. I know. Basically, I, I mean, this is your podcast, so I'm not going to talk about this for too long. But I didn't know I was pregnant. I was on the pill, and I literally just had no symptoms or anything. So when I found out, I had the exact same thing as you, where I was like, "Oh my gosh, a this is such a surprise that I." I'm like, what am I going to do? But also, you don't really. I, I didn't actually have the options that I. But like, I would have thought about those options yeah. as well. And you feel guilty, yeah. don't you? time like you have to yeah. remember your life it's your body if you do end up making that decision because it's what's best for you that's totally that's okay but I also have the same thing as you were like obviously because I had her and she's the best thing that ever happened I look at her now and I'm like why did I even begin to think it but like don't yeah. ever feel guilty about it because you know I, I'm young as well and like we just I think you feel like that at the time and then obviously like I'm sure you just let yourself you know get through the emotions and now you're, yeah. you're sure with spider. but oh god I, I literally have the exact <laughs> that is insane seven months yeah I just think <laughs> honestly I that is insane but I know what you mean though you've got to um do what's best for you I think the reason I was so doubtful to start with is because I was doubtful if I could give her like the best life if I could even afford a baby um I was on like an apprenticeship 
So I was like, Jesus, like, can I afford to have a baby? Can I make her happy? But then I just thought, um, well, one thing that my brother and sister said to me, um, they were like, what would my mum, our mum say? And she would say to do what I felt like, not to think about if I can afford it or stuff like that, because it happens. You make you make money for, do you know what I mean? Like you make it work no matter what. So she was like, so they said to me, yeah, just um, try and think of like what she would say and do what you feel because you'll make it work no matter what. And then I was like, yeah, okay, I'm having her. <laughs> like you're doing the most amazing job with her. You're doing so well. And I feel like even when like Florence was planned, but even when I found out, I was still to take in, you know, even when it's planned, it's still just such a shock because you know that your life, like yeah. from that moment, has changed massively and it's only going to change more so I feel like then for it not to be planned it's completely valid to feel all the things yeah. you're feeling but even more of a shock I think yeah like you said even when like heavily pregnant you get them things like oh my god can I do this like oh my god am I actually going to be a mum like it doesn't well with me it didn't quite resonate until I was like about to give birth I was like actually a baby is gonna come out of here like, do you know what I mean how was your pregnancy did you have quite a smooth pregnancy obviously you were able to work out quite a lot which is great yeah um so I didn't find out until eight weeks and the only symptom I had before that was I just had really like sore boobs really that was it that was the only thing that made me do a pregnancy test um because Ollie was like I think you should do one just in case because I probably wouldn't have if it wasn't for that um and then after that I just had quite bad cramps and like um them like leg spasms so you'd be asleep and then suddenly you'd wake up and have like spasms all the way up your legs and stuff like that but overall it wasn't too bad um I didn't have much sickness only a few times I had sickness when I was having contractions like they were so painful I was like physically sick (laughs) but I think it's it's actually quite normal well that's what the midwife said because it's your body just kind of like expelling everything before they then yeah something but I had thickness jab because I just couldn't stop being sick really in yeah but I think it's quite a, quite a normal thing oh that's good I didn't know yeah. that because I was being sick and I was like oh my god and then they tried to give me some morphine and they said this is known to make people sick and I was like I'm definitely going to be sick again then but so um but during your pregnancy did you manage to train a lot like did you train up until sort of when did you stop when you got in your um I literally didn't stop until she came out I don't think I trained the whole way through um I didn't train as much and then some I sometimes I probably only do like once a week but I'd make sure I did some stuff and I think it really helped to be fair like it helped towards the end I was doing squats and obviously that gets her head down in like the right position um and so like similar to like bouncing on the ball sort of thing but I didn't do anything that was too high intensity towards the end and the main rule that I went by is just you can't really do any exercises like laying on your back and no jumping so all I did was mainly like squats and lunges and upper body things really um yeah if anyone needs any um inspo actually you should check out Ellie's highlights because you've got them all saved yeah yeah because I from when you were a few months pregnant um and I used to remember watching all your stories of you working out and things so I know that you saved it all talk to us about what you're doing at the moment because you've set up like a private Instagram group haven't you which is like your fitness group yeah um yeah tell us a bit about that so basically I created um a private Instagram for live workouts so 
because I had a lot of people messaging me after like my postpartum fitness journey wanting advice, I got my qualification partly on maternity leave um, and when I was furloughed. And then after Aura was born, I was just doing little bits as and when I could. Um, so then I got qualified, obviously, to do personal training and online coaching. And then I decided to set up this private page where people do like a monthly subscription. So it's kind of like a gym membership. Um, and I do four live workouts a week. But what I say with mine is like a difference is I kind of check in with people weekly and we have like a group chat as well. So it's very like a personal thing. So that's the reason I don't really take on loads, loads and loads of people because I like it to be personal. So you actually know each person is making progress and you know what's going on in their lives if they're having a hard time and why they're not doing the workouts. Do you know what I mean? Like you can really understand each person and what they're going through. So I'm not there like hounding everyone, but I'm trying to motivate them as well. And I don't know, they're getting the most out of it. That's the main thing, because I find exercise for me really helps me de-stress and it really helps my mental health as well. Like having these live workouts, I feel like I've actually got a purpose to each day, like there's something to do each day, um, which I really like. So, And it's kind of the same for other people, obviously, especially in lockdown as well. It's not great with gyms being closed now and all stuff like that. But the ones I do, I set I'd say they're mainly best for people that don't have time to go to the gym or can't go to the gym um, because what I do is like a huge range of home workouts. So a lot of the ladies are mums. Some of them are people that are too like, anxious to go in the gym. They don't feel comfortable um, and all stuff like that, really. It's that structure for people, I think, especially during lockdown, just like knowing that you're going to be doing something at a certain time and then obviously doing it with you is keeping them accountable. Yeah, exactly. It's just having that thing to look kind of like look forward to or just, you know, there's something in the day. Because I really struggle when I haven't got anything planned or I haven't got anything on. I'm like, I'm actually doing nothing like all day. <laughs> Obviously, I'm looking after Aura, but that just feels like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes when you're trapped inside with a baby all day with nothing to do, it can be really bad for your mental health. How do you um, manage to fit it around Aura? So like for the lives, like when you do your Instagram lives, do you just rely on her? Um, not crying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not everyone gets it because especially as a mum, you, like, you, yeah. you get it. You yeah. pick her up or whatever. But do you try and get her to sleep before or does she kind of just work around them and um, just watch you do them? <laughs> yeah, I try and get her to have a good nap before. So then I do it in kind of like her wake period when she's like awake and happy. Um, and then during them, sometimes she does get like if she's teething, she'll get quite upset like she'll sit for like 15 minutes and then she'll start to get a bit upset but then I'll just pick her up like in between sets or like I'll use her as like a little weight to squat with or they all of them understand because most of them do have children that are trying to climb on them too so (laughs) it's it's okay but most of the time she is actually really good like I can't like I think it's because it's in like the perfect wake window because I haven't really got a bedtime routine for her yet I have struggled with that so she kind of just goes to bed well she doesn't really sleep until like 10 p.m so yeah it was a good few months flow kind of got into a bit of a bedtime routine I mean I tried like with a bath and a book and a bottle but I think it was probably like four or five months till she started yeah getting um and it took a while but I think when they're still so little I know it's the self-soothing as well because I don't mind leaving her to cry a little but it's when she's in like hysterics and then she gets all hot and 
I just can't like I can't and then I go in and then as soon as I walk out again she screams again and I'm like oh my god but she's started to get a bit better at self-soothing it's just knowing when to put her down like knowing that she's tired enough to fall asleep like moan a little bit then fall asleep but not overtired where she's like screaming because she's extremely tired (laughs) can we ask about a day in the life of you and Aura like what do you guys typically get up to well at the minute not that much like we wake up quite late to be fair she sleeps until around half nine obviously she's breastfed so she woke she wakes up probably every two to three hours in the night but she does sleep until around half nine so we have a lay in most mornings um and then we get up and I have breakfast and we do a bit of sensory time with her in here she's got loads of new toys for Christmas and she's starting to like roll over now and really show interest in things so it's really nice doing some sensory time and then we'll either go for a walk or We'll go meet like my sister for a walk. She has two um children as well that are like five and three and they're absolutely obsessed with aura. <laughs> um you said um obviously you're by yourself, you don't live with your partner. So I bet having a sister there, especially one who understands parenting, must be amazing. Oh yeah, it is really good. She's honestly she was my birth partner. Um Ollie wasn't. My sister was my birth partner, so she's was that because he couldn't get there in time? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's because he he has like um basically a phobia of hospitals. He's got a really big phobia of germs, um, yeah. massively, and he was here throughout like the whole contractions and everything like that. But it was just a hospital. But he came in straight. Well, we saw him straight after because I left the same day. It was quite a quick birth. But I think as well he's not. I don't know. He was very unsure on the whole parenting thing. He wasn't sure if this would be right for him because obviously it was a surprise. Um, He's very like um, enjoying, I don't know, having time to himself, like not having to look up basically like anyone depend on him sort of thing. Um, Yeah. So it was a bit of a shock for him. And I think. And you said it was quite. We weren't together very long. No, no. If you're like, yeah, not. We've only been together for just over a year. So I got pregnant pretty much in the first month of meeting each other, which is yeah, insane. (laughs) It is really insane. But so yeah, he was. He stayed here while my sister was my birth partner. But it was a good decision to be fair because she's really supportive, and I think having someone there that's like confident and isn't panicking is better than having someone there that's like oh my god oh my god like what do I do what do you know what I mean because he's very yeah I think it would just stress me out even more yeah you need someone to help you calm in that time not being worried about um them being okay so it sounds like the right decision Mm. how was your birth have a positive birth yeah really good so I um that's what we like to hear I know (laughs) I'm actually really shocked I thought my birth would be a really long one because I went in um it was 20th of august i went into hospital at around 5 a.m after having like contractions from around 1 a.m for them to tell me i was only like two centimeters and i was like what how is it this painful (laughs) um and then i went home again and then went back into hospital around half eight i think it was and i was 10 centimeters so if i waited any longer she literally would have been born at home on the sofa and that was that was the same morning, right? So yeah, like the from same morning. To, that's exactly the same as me. So when I went to hospital, I was two centimeters, and they were trying to send me home, but I was like, no, I know that she's coming. And then within a couple of hours, 
I'd got to the 10 but I think when you then get told like you're only two centimeters you just think shit I've yeah so far to I should have done that because when they told me two centimeters I was two centimeters at like my sweep a week before so yeah. I was like great this is going to be like a five day long thing because <laughs> you were overdue weren't you yeah I was overdue by um six days yeah because I remember um watching your stories and I think you were asking people for I know. tips of how to get I mean, that's probably why she was eight pounds because she was like six days extra cooking in there <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> honestly the midwife weighed her because she looked she didn't look eight pounds but I think she's like I'm quite tall and Ollie's quite tall so I think she's like long and <laughs> they were looking at her like is she eight pounds like is she really <laughs> I was like, oh my god, how did I just push an eight-pound baby out of me? Like, yeah, I was just in complete shock. Once you got to ten centimeters, obviously that was really quick, like from five till half eight in the morning. I remember going in. They said, oh, we'll just check you over again because I think they thought I was being like really dramatic or something. So it was only like an hour later, and I was in agony. And I remember waiting like in the reception area, and it was full of like men like waiting obviously for the women to come out with their babies, and I was there having contractions and I was there like proper holding onto the chair like, ah, ah, and they were all staring at me like oh my gosh what is going on and the woman was like okay okay just calm down it's fine it's fine and I was like I'm going to push right now and she was like what I was like this baby is coming right now and then they took me in and I was like I need an epidural and they're like no it's too late sorry you've got to push and then an hour later she was here wow oh wow it was really quick but it's good that it was it's good that it was so positive it's so nice hearing positive I know I was really scared because I've heard so many horror stories that I was literally petrified I was thinking oh my god I'm gonna have to have like four steps and I'm gonna have like a third degree tear and it's gonna be like painful and horrific but luckily it was it was okay but I feel like because the first one was okay if I have another I feel like that one would be awful (laughs) No, no, don't know. I think it's like there's so many um like negative stories. I feel like as soon as you get pregnant, people it's so weird. People are like dying to tell you their never but I would never tell someone about like the really bad parts that they're gonna be really scared of and in loads of pain. Like it's why would yeah. you do that? It's so weird. But like really keen to say it so it's really nice to hear someone talk about a positive labor and I feel like lately I've heard more and more people like sharing their positive stories and hypnobirthing and stuff yeah. lovely because it doesn't have to be, like I mean don't get me wrong it is but it doesn't have to be like just this like horrendous yeah hell, you know it's almost amazing I definitely think like the best thing I did was just not really have any expectations in mind I didn't really I had like a plan obviously like who I wanted to be there and that my plan was like have an epidural if I felt like I needed it I didn't really have anything that I was really hoping for or expecting so when you go into something with no expectations you can't really be let down or like disappointed with how it goes like it just happens so that was yeah, the best thing I think that I did, really. Can we ask quickly? I don't know. I, I think you're breastfeeding because it sounds like you might be breastfeeding. Um, yeah. How did it go for you? Did you um, <laughs> like, did you start straight away and was it easy for you? Or how's your journey been? Because I know every single woman has such a different experience with breastfeeding. I know. Breastfeeding can be really hard. To start with, my milk didn't come in like before I gave birth. It literally came in. Well, she obviously had to build it up. So I didn't do any of the expressing of the colostrum, which is meant to be really good um yeah. I just 
couldn't get it. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't do any of that. And then once she was here, obviously she did loads of the cluster feeding to start with, but she latched on quite well, which I'm really like lucky with because I know some babies really don't latch and it's really difficult to get a good latch. But Aura was really good at that straight away. So I didn't really have any issues. It was just more like the mental side and like draining side, obviously, because she was cluster feeding and being newborn. She was just feeding nonstop. And then when they go through like a certain leap or a growth spurt, they cluster feed. And I think you can feel like the baby's literally on you all day. And obviously you can't have a break because you're the one giving them food. So I think it was more like the mental struggles more than the actual like physical struggles of breastfeeding. Um, but yeah, I got on quite well. To start with, I was really anxious about breastfeeding in public and I had like massive mus- muslins over me and I was like making sure it was fully covered. But now I'll just wear like a jumper and just literally put her like up my jumper. So most of the time you can't really tell that I'm doing it. I think uh, me and Anna both had <laughs> quite a tough time with it because it li- like, literally, like you said, my daughter just did not latch on. I think Flo um, had her own problems, but like it's so interesting hearing the positive stories where it was just so easy for you. And I think I totally understand the mental side of it. And I I think I was actually saying to another mum, it's almost like you're pregnant for nine months. So you're like, it's almost like you're doing a a job where you're sort of, you know, growing this human. And then as soon as you start breastfeeding as well, it's almost like you're continuing that job or that service and in kind of a different way that you are not breastfeeding because obviously for us like I just did formula the whole time and I kind of I think when you're breastfeeding your body is still working and you're probably still feeling a lot more hormonal than than you are when you're not breastfeeding so um it must be quite tough to to deal with and it kind of must add something on so I'm really glad that you're finding it okay planning on continuing um like you know for as long as you you know what's your plan see I don't really know I always have little stages where I get really like, oh, I don't know if I want to anymore. But then you feel like, mm. I know I shouldn't, but you do feel like the mum guilt or you get the people like, oh, just carry on, just do it. Just do it for longer. Like I've been doing it for this long and just do it for a bit longer. But sometimes I just get really drained and I think it would be easier. And I think, like definitely, I think if she has like a bottle before she goes to bed, she would probably sleep longer. But it just, I don't know, I'm one of these people where I just go up and down with breastfeeding. Like, I either really love it and it's really easy and I like, it's amazing. Or I think, oh, God, I feel like she's on me all the time. And, like, obviously I love cuddles, I love her being on me. But when I feel like I can't catch a break or do anything for me, that's when... I kind of feel so. We love when mums are really honest on here. That's why we have this podcast. And I'm really glad that you feel comfortable saying both sides. Like, of course, part of you is still Ellie and you're still going to feel like, oh, you know, you're going to have those moments where you're like, oh, I would like to not do this anymore. I don't want to, you know, it's it's hard. Yeah. And so I'm really glad that you're mentioning both sides. Like, it's so important <laughs> to get it off your chest. And just that broken sleep is so hard. I feel like when I was breastfeeding Flo at the beginning, she like wasn't very settled and she'd always wake up. And then when we moved on to formula, actually around four months, I mean, her sleep was the worst, but she wasn't actually sleeping any longer. So I don't think it then like filled her up more. But I think that that's something mums can struggle with as well is that they feel like maybe their milk isn't enough, yeah. it's not keeping them full enough, but really it's completely normal and obviously breastfed babies are going to wake more often to feed but over time as they get older you know like babies just learn to sleep more themselves more themselves anyway but I think especially it was that four month mark that was the toughest mark for yeah. me just in terms of I know or I only had like a week of the regression but that week I was literally like ready to give up everything I was like I'm done <laughs> 
I'm losing. But yeah, I mean, like her sleep was so bad at the beginning. Um, she was so unsettled. Like she had really bad reflux, but her sleep was so bad she wouldn't lie flat yeah. at all. So me and Charlie actually put in turns throughout the night. Like we'd hold her for like three hours and then switch. I mean, that was the first few weeks. It was oh. so hard, and then sleep a bit herself. But like some nights, she was. It just felt like how is she not like how is she able to be up the whole time. And then now, touch wood, she's actually an amazing sleeper. But I think the first eight months, she just, yeah, she she oh. did not sleep. Like, and that broken sleep was so hard. But now she'll sleep from six or seven in the evening till seven That's the next amazing. day. So. Yeah, I think the sleep deprivation is the hardest thing, isn't it? Like, the I think when you're tired, every little thing, like, you just feel yourself getting really just, I don't know, like... I can tell if I haven't had a lot of sleep, every little thing, I'm like, oh, I just need to get out of the house and go for a walk or I just need to do something because your patience just wears so thin because you're running on so little sleep. I feel like it's almost harder also in lockdown. Like it kind of should be the opposite and you should feel more rested because you're just at yeah. home, like relaxing more and there's less. I feel like, do you feel like that, that you actually feel more tired just kind of like being at home and not doing as much I feel like I feel way I feel like yeah I was like that around Christmas time because I kept having like naps in the day and I was like I never daytime nap like what's going on I know it is it is hard but I think that is just the main thing I struggle with with breastfeeding as well when I'm like sleep deprived and breastfeeding or like she's like because Aura suffered really bad with her wind she still has quite bad wind to be fair but I'm not sure because I cut out dairy from my diet. I was like, I don't really know what else to do. Like, <laughs> I'm cutting out loads of stuff, and I tried all like the different things, and it wasn't reflux and all this stuff at the start. It was really, really awful, and she couldn't lie flat on her back either. So, like, the best way to get her to settle was literally just walking around the room holding her, and then just like sitting upright with her on me sort of thing hopefully she'll just grow out of it I feel like lots of those things they just grow out of as they get a little bit older so hopefully hopefully it's just something to grow out of but that must be really hard yeah yeah she is a bit better now compared to at the start at the start it was like it was more sad if anything because you can like tell their cries and you can tell it's like an in pain cry but you you don't really know what to do to help them and then you're like oh my god like what can I do and it's just still yeah like a big I don't know a constant cycle of what I think it's like self-doubt as well like trying I don't know like not knowing what's wrong and then trying like loads of different things but then still not being happy I think that's hard but like you said they do grow out of it and I think the first four weeks for me were the toughest but then now we have like our own little routine and I'm quite used to it being just me and her and it's quite nice sometimes it being just me and her because we do things like how I want it to be done and how like I like it. Do you know what I mean? We all fall into a category. This is a term that Anna and I don't like, but we all kind of fall into the category of young mums, right? Because I'm 24. I was 22 when I fell pregnant. I know Anna's the same age as me. Um, and so I guess we, yeah, we do all fall into that category. And we kind of wanted to ask you because I know we both felt a little bit of judgment, whether it's just from like someone looking at us funny on the street or like I, I had some judgment from midwives and people can judge when you're in that category of being a younger mom. So I'd love to ask if you felt any judgment or if you ever feel a bit like uneasy about that as well or if you felt like it's been totally fine and no one's kind of judged you no I definitely feel like there was some judgment I think at the start when announcing I was pregnant because I didn't really share like 
to start with my pregnancy journey, like the gender reveal and all stuff like that, I didn't really share it until I think I was around like 20 something weeks because I was really scared to talk. Like I made a private account and just posted pictures on there with like friends, I think like 10 people on there and family because I was just really scared. I think it was more of like people like you grow up with and obviously with being 21, there's people at university and doing stuff like that and I'm having a baby and you, I don't know, you don't want to be known as that girl who... Oh my god, I feel like that girl. I always say that I am that girl. Like my Instagram post where I posted I was pregnant, I had about ten thousand, like genuinely, like ten thousand impressions of people like sending it on to each other. Like, oh my yeah. god, it just becomes gossip, doesn't it? And you just know it's people. You just know it's people that you used to go to school with who you don't even talk to, sending it to people. Like, oh, literally, literally, so, that is it. And I think, yeah, but I think once you get over that initial thing, you kind of think oh, it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, yeah. that's the decision you've chosen, but it's hard. And I think you do get judged or like you don't know enough or sort of, I don't know. I feel like a lot of, oh, I just can't really describe it. I don't feel as much, by midwives, they weren't like judgmental. I think they were okay, which was good, but yeah. it was more people you know and people kind of similar age to you. Life, isn't it? Like we're not all going to go down the oh. same mm. path. And I think once you then come to terms with it and you just get more confident yeah. every day and you realize that you're the expert on your baby I feel like that's what helped me like with the judgment and people yeah. sort of like thinking I didn't know enough or just like you're more than enough because mm. like you're yeah and I think as well what kind of made it like solid for me is that I know my life was a bit different to everyone that I went to school with anyway if you know what I mean obviously like my mum passing away and then me having to live alone I was already like providing for myself from when I was at 18 so I knew like about paying bills and rent and how much food cost you know what I mean like I did know how to look after myself so I think that made it a bit more I don't know clearer in my head that I could look after a baby because I knew the ins and outs of it like I don't know it kind of made it a bit more easier for me to make that choice and understand that not everyone will understand my decision if you know what I mean like there may be people that think oh no you need to go traveling or you need to do this or you need to do that but I don't know I felt I feel like things come to you like when you need it most and I was definitely at a point where I was just completely lost like not having a clue just really I don't know going out getting drunk all the time which obviously you do when you're young but I was just doing it I think as a means to kind of have no responsibility and not really think about what's going on and then as soon as I found out I was pregnant I was like oh my gosh like this is yeah this is me now like this is life (laughs) if you don't mind me asking was it quite suddenly that you lost your mum were you was it just before you found out um no it was two years before oh no yeah two years before I found out I was pregnant so she passed away of cancer in 2018 yeah um which was just insane. I think that was literally, I always think that was the worst I've ever felt in my whole entire life. So if I ever feel like I'm having a bad day, I know nothing will ever be as bad as that. Like I know I'm not as low. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the lowest I'll ever be. And I know I'll never be that again. If you know, I know that's a weird way to like justify it, but it's kind of like, I know that what I'm going through can't be as bad as that was. So I can get through it sort of thing. Wow. Yeah almost like you said I feel like you Aura must have come to you for a reason that's what I would think like I, yeah. I don't know if you feel like she's there to kind of like 
guide you. And I know you're, you know, you're her mum, but I bet she's going to be like your little best friend for the rest of your life. And you guys are just going to do so much together and you can just, you know, do it all for your mum. Honestly, that's the thing. I feel like her coming along, like I said, I was just on like a complete path of self-destruction, like just going out, getting drunk all the time and just really like being really reckless. And, and like I said, like obviously I was young, that's normal, but I wasn't doing it for fun. Like it was more because I had like nothing to live for, if you know what I mean. Like I wouldn't be bothered about putting myself in dangerous situations because who cares? Do you know what I mean? Like it was that, whereas now obviously everything I do is with her in mind. And yeah, I feel like she definitely came to me at a time when I needed her and obviously she was like a little miracle anyway getting pregnant on the pill so <laughs> she definitely some someone somewhere wanted me to have a baby <laughs> you're younger than us so I just am looking at you and thinking oh my gosh to be living alone being a mum like I, I just I'm so I think you should be so proud of yourself you're clearly doing an Thank amazing you. job of we wanted to ask as our last question, actually, thank you so much for coming on. You've been amazing. Um, our last question is, can you just give us any advice that you would give to other mums? Yeah, so I'd probably say that every baby is different and you just need to take each day as it comes because you get so much advice given to you and a lot of people have a lot of things to say from their experiences, but I feel like you know your baby best and as their mum, like you know what they need and what things work for you and if things that work for you maybe I don't know other people don't approve of them like for example like if you have to do a bit of co-sleeping to get some sleep yeah. like you've got to do what's best for you and your baby and your mental health as well at the end of the day I think that's what I would say to all mums mums to be <laughs> yeah, that's amazing advice thank you for coming on Ellie you've been amazing so nice getting to know you a little bit more um for anyone who doesn't already follow you can you just tell everyone your Instagram username so that they can yeah of course thank you so my Instagram username is at underscore Ellie Rose Norman underscore thank you so much for listening and I hope everyone has a great evening and we will see you in the next episode which is next week <laughs> we'll see you then <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're not already, make sure you're following us on Instagram. Our username is Becoming Mama Pod, And also, we would love to hear from you and hear your story. If you'd like to be a guest, email becomingmamapod at gmail.com. You can also find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Talk, Talk to you soon. soon.